good in Espanol, in Spanish. Wow, you're so cultured. I'm a cultured motherfucker. I don't, I'm not sure if anybody who is actually cultured says they're, they're cultured. I've never once said that, unironically. Like, I feel like uh, saying that you're cultured just means that you're a fucking joke. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, like, you go, like, I go to a fucking Olive Garden, and I eat Italian food, and I'm just like, oh, I feel so cultured right now. <laughs> cultured as fuck. Hashtag meatball marinara. Yeah, I got the lasagna. I'm cultured. Yeah, the lasagna. <laughs> I had this fucking conversation with uh, some of my students. Every word in Italian sounds like something you could eat. Yeah. Every fucking word sounds like something. Because two of my students are like, they grew up in like a traditionally Italian family. So like their grandmothers would speak Italian to them. So they know. And they're best friends from like high school. So they'll like say insults back to back and forth to each other in Italian. And every single time, I think they're just ordering off of a menu or something. <laughs> ordering it at a fancy Italian restaurant. Yeah. Angrily. Yeah, it's like, oh, you just called her an asshole, but it sounds like that. Like, it sounds like a dessert. Sounds like shrimp scampi. <laughs> exactly. It's it's wild. So Italian, it's it's official. Italian, the most delicious language. What is up, you twerps? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock Podcast. I am your host, a zero zero germ token, Tyler, and joining me as always is the batter skull that's gonna get me through this, Matt. Matt, what's going on, man? Not sick. Yeah. That makes one of us. Yeah, so if you think Tyler sounds like a whiny little bitch, yes, but That's there's a normal. reason. But yeah, I am dying of the plague, because of Ooh, course I am. fucking who? Well, last Ooh, week... I got, I got the plague. <laughs> Maybe you should have been the plague engineer. You fucked up. Oh my god, no! You fucked up, kid. Why did you not tell me this before we started? Literally just thought of it. Holy fuck, that is so fucking smart. God damn it. Hold on, we, let's, okay, we're stopping redoing this again. For the, <laughs> just for the plug engine here. Yeah, because that, that's worth it. Yeah, that's no, I worth just, it. We had so much fucking fun last week answering all these goddamn questions that I expelled all of my buck and my body's white blood cells, and then I ended up getting the black plague. Yeah, sounds about right. So, like, no. dying at episode 14, not, not a bad way to go out. The fucking kids came back to school and you suddenly got sick. Yeah, we had our first fucking move-in at the college and as always the second any fucking new human beings are around me and i have to interact with them instantly get fucking sick. yeah kids looked at you yeah so thanks college like, kids yeah fuck you scumbags the goddamn they're not the best no they are the actual fucking war i don't think anybody hates college kids more than i do probably other people who work in college kids or with college kids yeah that makes sense i think we all just share this like love-hate relationship with anybody in between the ages of 18 and like 23 where i'm like i want i, I want to help you but also you have like a quarter of a fucking brain cell <laughs> so i don't know how to help you yeah college kids are not the brightest no they're not that and they think they know everything and they're like that is how i fucking describe the kids that i work with sometimes where i'm just like it's like working with toddlers Toddlers don't think that they're smarter than you. Toddlers also have a for being dumb for the most part. Yeah, because they're toddlers. Yes. They, they literally do not know better because they've only been alive for like three. Yeah, that sounds about right. Math These people have out. been alive for like 20 years. Do better. No, that's not all college kids, but. Yeah, except good... for all the college kids that listen to the Fetch and Shock podcast. You guys are all fucking geniuses. Well, you're pretty fucking dumb too, but. Yeah, also that. <coughs> oh, stop it. Sorry. I need to try to fucking mute my mic whenever I do. You have to take a shot of whiskey every time you cough, freeze, or sniffle. 
Oh, I am still drinking whiskey too. This isn't my mama didn't raise no quitter. Mama ain't raised no quitter. No. So I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna continue to drink whiskey through the sickness because I can't record a podcast without drinking. Sounds about right. You have a yeah, drinking it, problem. And I don't I don't know if it's a drinking problem. It's a podcasting problem. Fair enough. Yeah, because they don't have an AA for podcasts. I guess we should probably start talking about magic at some point, That's right? That's not true. It's called going the fuck outside. No, I don't want to go. Actually, I've been going outside to play Pokemon Go, dude. Have you really? Yeah, on occasion. I fucking hate you. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> Shout out to Pokemon Go. Everybody who still plays that game. Pokemon Go did what Michelle Obama could not do in fucking eight years. <laughs> Got kids to go outside? Got kids to go outside. Well, dude, it's still getting kids to go outside, but those kids are actually now just young adults and also just fucking losers like me. You're but yeah, I, <laughs> I think we should probably, you know, at some point talk about Magic the Gathering. Nah, fuck it. Fine. We're no longer the Fetch and Shock Magic the Gathering podcast. We're just a variety podcast. It's the Matt and Tyler bullshit about stupid stuff podcast. <laughs> the Matt and Tyler bullshit show. I'd watch that. No, because I have to try to explain to you by far the single most confusing thing. I have interacted with in Magic since I started playing. You mean the fucking Hellraiser puzzle? It's basically the Hellraiser puzzle of of words. And what I'm referring to is the fucking organized play announcement that popped up last week. So initially we were going to talk about it last week because I was trying to fucking sift through it and try to parse some amount of knowledge out of it. Uh, but we ended up doing the mailbag episode and that took up the entire fucking like two hours that we talked. Uh, so we decided to push it to this week, and it also gave me some time to try to maybe understand it a little bit more. Matt, do you did you even like look at this at all? No, because it was might as well have been in fucking Arabic. To- yeah, it really made zero fucking sense. So I guess I kind of, especially how they ordered it, because they ordered it in the announcement with like all MPL stuff, and at the bottom they had stuff that matters to normal people. Yeah, which still didn't make any fucking sense. It's just, yeah, because your brain's just fried after fucking reading through all the MPL and, like, the Rivals League and the MPL Gauntlet and shit like that. And that's when you got to the other stuff. So I think we'll break it down into fucking two parts as I try to explain this. Um, And I think we're going to lead off with the parts that actually matter to normal people who want to play in Grand Prix or play on the SEG Tour. Like, average Magic play. Okay, yeah, do you want to try to explain it? Because I don't know shit about it. Yeah. I read it. You read it to me. Yeah, I will try my hardest. If this is wrong, don't blame me. Blame Wizards for not being able to write anything that makes sense to an average person. But so basically, they are instead of like the Pro Tour, we're doing the players. So we get still get to call it PT, which is nice because I I'm that's I think that's really why they wanted to do this (coughs) because they just wanted to still be able to use the, the term PT and it just means something else. So we yeah, still get to have out. the players tour in the or the PT in form of the players tour. And the players tour is going to be broken up into regions. There's three regions. There's the Americas, there's Europe, and there's the Asia Pacific region. So and I guess now you're not competing for like a global thing. You're just competing in your region and you get three regional pro tours. So RPTs, a regional player, player tour, RPTs uh, per year. And there's going to be three per region. So there's nine of those regional player tours per year. Sure. You follow? <laughs> no. Yeah, makes sense. And the top finishers from the regional players tours go to the player tour finals, which the player tour finals are a completely separate thing. So let's say like the current 
or the current idea that we have of like a pro tour. I don't know whether this pro t- or the player tour finals is going to be that idea or if the regional players tour is going to be that idea. I want to say the pro tours may be somewhere in between, but I have no idea. Only time will tell. I'm so confused. Yep. Yep. And you are not the only one. So basically, when you play paper events, top eighting like a GP will qualify you for your your region's players tour event. And like top finishes at SEG events qualify you for that stuff. There's going to be RPTQs, which are going to qualify you for the different like your region's tour so there are defined ways for you to qualify for these things, and it's similar to how you would queue for, like, a pro tour prior. So, so it's kind of similar, at least. Yeah, but it does seem like they're going to be a little bit less than a pro tour as far as, like, they're going to be larger in scale, so they're going to be kind of be closer to what a GP is than what a pro tour is. At least that's kind of what it seemed like when I was reading through it. Like, there's almost twice the amount of invites to the regional the regional player stores. I can dig that, I guess. Which more people get to queue, which is exciting. I'm just, I'm afraid that it's going to feel like a GP and not like a Pro Tour, at least as far as like coverage goes, because these things are going to be covered as far as I know. Well, that's kind of cool, at least. Which will be nice, yes. So, like I said, you get to do this regional Pro Tour thing. If you finish well in that, you get to go to the Players Tour Finals, and I think that holds a lot more weight, and there's a lot more prize payout for that. So it's like a step above. It's somewhere in between the Rivals League and the Regional Players Tour. There's like six tiers to competitive magic. Sure. Why not? So you do, do you somewhat follow that? Not really, but whatever. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't think I ever will. Like they keep trying to fuck with stuff. And for what reason? So there's still going to be Grand Prix. So you're still going to get to go compete in a Grand Prix if you want. It's just when you win a Grand Prix or if you top eight a Grand Prix, you get to you're qualifying for something else than the Mythic Championship. And the one thing that I really didn't like was that if you straight up win a Grand Prix, that qualifies you for the regional pro tour or the regional players tour, but it also qual- qualifies you straight to the, the players tour finals. There's like, oh my God, they're, it's literally like fucking Pan's Labyrinth. There's just a bunch of shit yeah, going it's on. It's just, there's so many layers to this shit that for like the average person, first of all, this doesn't matter because most people aren't trying to queue for a fucking a uh, 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 players regional players tour true but if you are if you are trying to do that it's good for you because it opens up a lot more avenues for you to do that yeah but, i guess so it's oh, kind of like so uh, convoluted yeah it seems like it doesn't it yeah so i mean and you can queue through grand prix you can queue through like i said seg tours there's a bunch of different ways to queue which is really nice but also yeah, that's pretty con- like you don't they're not paying for flights for pro tours anymore and these are include like you don't pay for flights for these so you got to front your own money to go in fucking 03 drop or whatever you, you're going to do there. Yeah, but that part kind of sucks. But I mean, that's just the nature of the beast, I guess. I guess so. Now, the other part of that, of the organized play announcement, is the shakeups that they're doing to the Mythic Pro League. So if anybody gives a fuck about the Mythic Pro League, uh, <laughs> I guess we're going to try to fucking decipher this. Does anyone really give a fuck about the Mythic Pro League? I guess people who watch care. Yeah, but I guess I so. I don't know if the average magic player like can even place like that is like a dream. Like, how do you even aspire to be part of the MPL? Get a fuckload of followers on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Well, even here's here's the thing that doesn't even get you into the MPL anymore. And that's one of the changes that I really like. Let's dive into this before we start shitting on the MPL. (coughs) Uh, That's going to be a tough ask on my end, Bob. 
Yeah, I mean, I also am not a huge MPL fan, but at least we'll we'll describe it and then we can shit on it. So the MPL is shrinking from 32 players to 24 players, which <coughs> sure didn't really matter to me in the first place. Um, they're and they're adding um what is called the rival league. So the rival league consists of 46 players. It's the top 12 digitally ranked players through arena and the top 12 tabletop magic ranked players. And then also the bottom 12 players of the MPL gauntlet, which we'll cover in a second. And then the bottom four players from the previous MPL season. And in this, uh, in, in this rivals league, this is where they're putting their discretionary invites. So like, these are the streamers, the, uh, the community members, all that other stuff. So the, these people who are getting these invites, not based on qualification per se, but based on their, uh, like their social media following or their uh, Twitch for like members or whatever the hell it is. Those people aren't getting immediately pushed into the MPL and getting like $60,000 a year contracts. They're going to this rivals league instead. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I like it better than them just going right to the MPL. Yeah, I guess so. And if they're going there, I think the discretionary invites are a good thing for exposure, but I think they are a, a, a whole a bad thing for competitive magic. How do you figure? I mean, isn't it just a kick in the teeth if you're one of these fucking, like, let's say you're in the top 12 tabletop players that somehow after fucking years and years and years of fucking putting your fucking dick on the line and just like blood, sweat and tears trying to grind to get to this point. Or you're number 13. Yeah. Or you're number 13. Yeah. Very true. (coughs) But you're one of those people that are grinding, doing all this shit and queuing for events and all this stuff. And then fucking Susie or fucking Steve streamer over here that they have been streaming magic, the gather, or they've been streaming fucking Hearthstone for five years and then also know how to play magic, the gathering. Uh, and they just get the invite. Yeah. They, you are immediately on the same level as that person who gets like a couple thousand people watching them play Hearthstone every other day. And then you just get it because, Hey, I have a lot of followers. So sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's, there's magic streamers out there that get it, that deserve it. But, like, if you're just giving it to fucking just, like, Mr. Mr. Popular, Mr. or Mrs. just big dick streamer that has all the followers, has all the, the Twitch subs, has all this, has all that. Sure, those people are going to expose the game more, which is good. You're going to get more eyeballs on magic, which is great. But putting those people directly in the MPL, I think, feels really bad for what people view competitive magic being. No, I kind of agree with that. So putting these, these, I don't, I, like I said, don't hate the discretionary invites. I just think going straight into the MPL is an awkward thing. Them putting them in this Rivals League makes you feel a lot better. Yeah, they're at least mixing it up, I guess. Yeah. So the last thing that's a part of this whole thing, which quite possibly I think is the coolest part of the MPL, and it actually gives some insight in how average fucking Joe Magic player can qualify for something like this is the MPL gauntlet. So seasonally, they will hold an event of 16 players and they will face off to get spots in the MPL. Um, The way that that's structured is kind of weird. It's like the 17th through 20th uh, place ranking in the MPL and and the three through eight in both the paper and arena rankings from uh, the Rivals League. Like those are the 16 players that compete in this. And those people move into the MPL. It's 
a whole big fucking shit show. That's what it seems like. Yeah. To me, at least. Yeah. But, like, out of those three people, so 17 through 20 ranked MPL people and three thirds through eighth uh, paper and uh, online Rivals League people, they battle it out. The top four out of those get into the MPL. So like, that's that gives you... That, if they broadcast that and they make that a big event, that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah, I can, I agree with that. And it makes so that there is at least somewhat of a rotating cast in the MPL, so it's not just, like, the same boring, stale-ass people all the time. Because if we're going to be honest, uh, some of the professional Magic players out there, and I'm not saying this is an everybody thing, but there are a lot of professional Magic players out there that have the fucking personality of a tube of toothpaste. That might be giving them a bit much. <laughs> that, that's being generous. Yeah, no, I agree. Some people just suck at it. Like the personality aspect. They may be yeah, fucking really awesome at magic, magic. But do I want to sit there and listen to them talk for uh, more than a minute and a half? No, sorry. Probably. Fuck, not a chance. So, like, I guess that's kind of the idea of it. Like, oh, First of all, I probably did a poor job of explaining it, but also... The material that I got is wasn't the best. Yeah, it's like you read a news. Someone read a newspaper, and then you played the game where you tell the next person, like you whisper it to them, <laughs> like where you start with rock telephone. And road. Yeah, and then by the end, it's like Sensegal. Yeah, fucking yeah. We tell it's it's like wizards telephoned it through like four different people, and then the last person just happened to be the one at the keyboard having to type this motherfucker out. So it's yep. So like... thanks, wizard, for being concise. If fucking Jerry Thompson literally left the fucking MPL because lack of fucking transparency and lack of communication. And then when they do finally be decided, like maybe Jerry T was right. The communication that they give out is essentially another fucking language. Yeah. It's like a lawyer talking. I don't know. Pick someone who's a not a fucking, fucking lawyer. A yeah. A plebe. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. So thanks wizards. We appreciate, we appreciate your, your continuing efforts to try to make, Everything much easier for everybody on the planet that plays your game. Keep it up. I guess speaking of wizard, wizards of the coast, and speaking of drama that every time this fucking thing comes around every year, uh, I fucking mute the fucking phrase after like two days. Um, the the uh, the Pro Tour Hall of Fame. Dun dun dun. Yeah, the Pro Tour Hall of Fame and out. Well, people have started talking about it this fucking week on Twitter. Thank God. Didn't know I could go another fucking 365 days without hearing about this. Gotta love it. Didn't someone ask a question that we had to choose who would be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Roy, at Run Thunder Snow on Twitter, uh, he asked us if we could go through uh, the list of eligible players uh, and each of us pick two to vote into uh, the Hall of Fame. And he also, he said specifically uh, that we're not allowed to vote for... Uh, Manguchi four times, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is total BS. I commented back. I said, "Fucking Mangu or we riot," because yeah. that is thanks for fucking, fucking hamstringing us, bro. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, he to knows our fair. brand. He knows our brand. Fair enough. He's done his research and he knew that that would probably be exactly what we uh, would say, and we'd we'd be like, "Oh, just fucking Manguchi," uh, without even looking at the list, and then we'd move on to something else. Yeah, fucking nerd. So kudos yeah. to him for uh for getting it so i mean have you put any effort into thinking about the uh the pro or the uh the hall of fame for the pro tour i got one who is it hey mr reed duke yeah reed duke this is his first year for eligibility which we were talking before and you're like reed duke's already in the hall of fame i'm like nah dude 
he hasn't been eligible yet. This is his first year. And you're like, no way. He's definitely fucking in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, no, seriously. I looked it up and I sh- fucking showed you the list. And you're like, oh, wait. Oh, well, he's a shoe in fucking first round. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a thousand percent thought he was already in there. I mean, because he's just been since he's really been around one of the faces of the fucking game. He might as fucking well be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much he is already. Like, he was just waiting for his year to come up. Yeah. Like, it's like in other fucking sports where somebody's like Hall of Fame ballots coming up. Like, Ed Reed, this year he got into the Hall of Fame. Well, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, but it only took so long is because he they had to wait five years after he retired to be able to put him in. Like, he's the greatest fucking safety to ever play the fucking game of football. Obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't get the reference, but sure. Uh, football player, Baltimore Raven. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. If there's anything I know, it is Ravens football. But I guess this this is a conversation I kind of want to have, too, is I just wish the fucking Hall of Fame would just, like, almost stop existing. Why? Because I fucking hate the Magic community talking about the Hall of Fame. Oh, I gotcha. Like, it's just fucking abysmal. It's all these fucking nerds, like, trying to quote all these analytic things. And, like, everybody has an opinion. It's, like, everybody's, like, oh, well, this is, this is, if you're considering this, then this is wrong. If you're considering this, this is wrong. Where, it, like, players are getting the fucking invites or the, the qualifications to, to vote on who's in the Hall of Fame. I wish they did it like other sports. Like, I know how they do or the NFL Hall of Fame is there's media people who make up a committee. And that committee is the people who select it. And I'm pretty sure that's the same way with all the other Hall of Fames, like the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. It's a committee of media people from each state where there is a team. So it's completely unbiased. It's people who have just been covering the game and know what they're looking for. They select people, they do a vote, and then percentage-wise, those people get in based on if they receive the required amount of percentage of votes, yeses or nos. When it comes to analytics and magic, anyone who isn't Frank Karsten can fuck off. You're right. Yeah, anybody who's trying to fucking, who run numbers. Well, technically, there's, yeah, fuck you. Is your name Frank Carson? Nope. Okay, don't really Yeah, care. you fucking, but yeah, pull, pull your, push your glasses up onto your nose and turn around and walk away from me. Yes. Because I don't want to hear it. If you're not Frank Carson, I don't, you don't count at me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you don't know <laughs> numbers. <smart. laughs> fucking, especially because fucking magic people are just super opinionated about shit. God, are they so, I mean, and also, we are those people. Yeah, but we're better than other people. You're not wrong. Yeah, like, I'm not better than like, anyone. Fuck the MPL. Like, we have opinions about fucking Standard, that like, we hate Standard. Yeah, and Standard's, like, probably the most popular format. Yeah, there's things that we hate that other people love, and there's things that we love that other people hate. And that's always going to be Magic, and that's one of the best parts about Magic, is that everybody's so down for what they're down for, and somebody can fucking adamantly hate it, and it just makes you guys, like, enemies forever. Yeah. Like, I'm White Border Army for life and there are so many people that are just hate white border cards yeah i want to light your decks on fire most I of the time i am white border. i'm still i'm actually i just ordered erasers off of amazon to start white bordering now death and taxes you're the worst person uh-huh so next time you see my death and taxes deck it's going to be entirely white border and it will get caught on fire i would love to see you try just imagine you trying to light a fucking legacy deck in the middle of a fucking legacy tournament because that'll be the next time you see me at Syracuse, right? Probably, yeah. So anybody going to SCG Syracuse, uh, me and Matt will be there. True story. Oh, that also, that brings up another fucking thing. Uh, 
Matt needs to play and find a deck for that. So uh, we're going to think of four decks and we're going to post it as a Twitter poll. And then whatever you guys vote on, uh, that's the deck he's going to play. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're going to have one legitimate deck, legacy deck, and three bullshit. Yeah, three memes. Yes. And I honestly kind of hope the legacy deck doesn't actually win. Oh, you know for a fact that the real deck is not going to win. It's nice I to give people so. an option, but you know that they don't give a f- And if you want to come check it out, I will for sure be playing that deck. Yes, because people want, and I will be playing Death and Taxes because duh. I hope so, I get some shitty deck and I play you first round and I just fucking romp you. Well, chances are if you're playing a shitty deck, it's probably going to have a bunch of creatures in it. Probably. And if, and there's a way just... to beat Death and Taxes, it's with uh, creatures. Yeah. Especially ones that don't die to Umazawa's Jete. There we go. I'm going to play Mono Pro Artifacts. Oh, God damn it. Legacy is solved, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you're just, just playing a deck specifically to beat Death and Taxes. So just play Elves. Like, that's an unwinnable matchup. Is it, though? Against Death and Taxes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like the stone worst matchup. Oh, yeah, see, I, I don't know shit about Legacy. Yeah, that, that matchup's do, like do pretty I generally much unwinnable. If I think care. of two unwinnable matchups out of, like, popular decks, it's Elves, and out of, and then the rest like, of the field. fringe decks is uh, Belcher. Yeah, I think Belcher, I'm like, maybe... Like, Belcher's probably, like, 95% favored, maybe higher. Well, yeah, they just kill you before you can do anything. Yeah. It, I mean, they're a force of will deck, or they're a force of will check deck. And if you don't have force, uh, they win, turns out. Yeah. Like, I have to just try to be, I have to be on the draw, or be on the play, and have Stoneforge Mystic. And, and you still don't really stand hope a that chance. They go off with, hope that they go off with uh, Empty the World. Yeah. Because then I can, like, there's, there's the weird math with that. I can, like, block and still gain life and eat their goblins in a rate that puts me above their goblin attacks. Calling out Frank Karsten to see how many <laughs> goblins I would have to make in one. I, yeah, I'm beat. not joking. I'm pretty sure he did fucking do an article on this. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Gotta love it. Of course he did. Why would I even question that? Well, fucking back to the fucking Hall of Fame talk. Oh, yeah. We went off on a tangent there. Yeah, I, I welcome to the fucking the Fetch and Shock Tangent podcast, everyone. And so who else... Obviously, I think we're both on Reduke, so we're not allowed to pick Reduke. Who else are you picking for Hall of Fame this year? Uh, what's his name? It's a meddling mage. Chris Pakula! Yeah, Pakula, there it is. Every fucking year, I want fucking Chris Pakula to win. Every fucking year, and it never happens. Fuck, I hate it. I wouldn't be upset if he won, like, six years in a row. I know that's not how it works. I get it. <laughs> But it should be. I just want him to win so goddamn bad. God, do I love Pakula. <coughs> yeah, he's a homeboy. Yeah, he's just, like, always been great for Magic. Like, he's always just been a somebody who is so fucking ride or die for this game. He also was one of the people who pioneered, like, ways that people can't cheat, like, yeah. anti-cheating stuff. Yeah, he was, like, one of the fucking first advocates for, like, really cracking down on cheating and making the game at least a more fair playground for everybody involved. And if they're just basing like your hall of fame bullshit on straight up performances, sure. Maybe Chris Pakula isn't that, that guy, but as far as contributions, I'm in the camp of people that think that the pro tour hall of fame should include people who are not players. It should be changed from the pro tour hall of fame to the magic, the gathering hall of fame. And like people like, uh, like, Marshall Sudcliffe should be allowed into this thing. Yeah, into the Hall of Fame, for yeah, sure. Yeah, people like BDM should be allowed into this thing. Well, people BDM who... basically pioneered tournaments. Yeah, like, Richard Garfield should be in this fucking thing, 
Yeah, it should well, be. He basically the is Magic isn't he? Hall of Fame. Well, he's not because it's the Pro Tour Hall of Fame. Yeah, fair enough. Even though he fucking made the game. Yeah, he invented the <laughs> game. That there's a Hall of Fame for. I don't. And the only person who does like things like that are outside of the, like that are superlative to the game right now. Who is in the Hall of Fame is uh, Randy Bueller. And he's yeah. in it from when he was a fucking player from like a hundred years ago. Before like there was actually like a massive following or whatever. Yeah, back when it was like it was Kai Buddha and technically and the, the middle the middle school era. Yes, but yeah, I think they should open it up to everybody because this again back to the fucking sports references. Even though you nerds don't know, fucking care about sports, uh, there are there there are like franchise owners and other people in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like, Jerry Jones is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, Art Rooney is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They, those people aren't players. They're owners of franchises. Like, those are just people that they recognize as doing great things for cities. They, yeah. That are so good, as far as the, the game of football goes, that they need to be recognized somehow. That is the same thing with Magic. Like, Magic would not be the fucking same without, like, Marshall Sutcliffe. Magic would not be the same without, like, Mark Rosewall. Those people deserve to be recognized in some amount. And I think the Hall of Fame is a perfect way to do that. People need to stop getting their shit stuck up their ass that the Hall of Fame needs to all be about. Um, this, is, this guy only top-aided six uh, Grand Prix, so so uh, he's he doesn't count. Yeah, fuck off, nerd. I kind of feel like people in the Hall of Fame should have a say of who else, or at least be able to be like, this person needs to be in the Hall of Fame. No, fuck them. I don't think those people get to vote either. I think they should make it like a a, a non-interest or not interested party, but a party that has like no fucking teeth in the game. Oh, just like an outside, like a third party. Yeah, like somebody, people who are very interested in magic, but like make like like the president CEO John Sasso of Channel Fireball. Like he could be a committee guy. Yeah, because he doesn't really give a fuck about it. He's just making money. Exactly. He yeah, he he just is in magic because he's loves magic. Sure, he's a successful member of like a company. Or you don't even have to fucking do that. Do like fucking Evan Irwin. Like he's been in the game forever. He knows his shit. Like get fucking Randy Bueller. Randy Bueller would be a great fucking candidate. Sure, he's in the fucking Hall of Fame, but also like he just is he loves the game. Yeah. Like get people that give a fuck, not necessarily people who are the greatest players of all time, but just people who care. Or people that I like to see vote. No, that makes sense. I kind of like how you laid that out. And that's only because every time I fucking hear about people bitching about the Hall of Fame, I just want to just forward them on to actual Hall of Fames that actually matter. I'm like, here, I will pay for your fucking, I will pay for your, your, your ticket entry into Canton, Ohio, so you can go see the fucking Pro Football Hall of Fame, because that's what a real Hall of Fame looks like. Like, that uh, is real deal shit. Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's probably more so than the Football Hall of Fame. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I think they're all probably pretty similar. Maybe. <coughs> Bitch, it might be. I mean, I've never been to the Hockey Hall of Fame, but I have been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm the exact opposite. And that place is fucking amazing. Where's the Hockey Hall of Fame? Toronto. Oh, we're going to have to go to that. Yeah, it's super dope. We went there when we were in Toronto. Yeah, when you guys went like uh, like like six months ago. Uh, Maybe a little, a little bit longer, longer than, than that. that. But yeah, fun-ass city. Hashtag, or shout out to Toronto. Yeah, fuck yeah. We're going to go to Toronto for the next GP because I'm forcing you into it because I need to go see that city. Because I need to go see Ken. Shout out, Ken, if you're listening to this. Fucking Toronto. Toronto is awesome. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's do it. So anybody out there listening who's in Toronto, we're coming for you. Also, Rico on Twitter. Shout out to Rico. These are people that I follow that I interact with that are cool. 
I, I think he's like he's in Canada. He's in the Canadia. In the Canadian land. So we're both on Pakula. Is there anybody else that you want to fucking see in the, the Hall of Fame? The fucking Italian stallion. Yeah, fucking Gooch. So <laughs> fucking Roy, fuck you. We're we're both saying Gooch <coughs> and Gooch four t- times four every time. Fuck everybody else. No, Pakula, yes. Redo. He can wait another year. I just want I want Gooch and I want Pakula. And tell us we can't do something, bitch. I can do anything. Well, uh, fucking Mangucci also he won the fucking very first big arena thing. Like, if that's not a fucking resume builder to put you in the Hall of Fame, what is? True. He's he's the first. He's literally the number one guy. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I think that win bumped him up to, like, the largest, or, like, at least in top three largest monetary winners of all time. Because he oh, won, like, well, a yes. billion dollars. Yeah, that puts you a fucking bump up, I guess, huh? Yeah, fuck yeah. So, man, Gucci, fucking living large, buying fucking shiny pieces of cardboard that's my favorite thing in the entire world too his twitter where he's just like oh i bought this shiny legacy card i'm like i love it and gucci just keep buying fucking foil like ponders just keep going my man yeah he he fucking went in it's not like he's like yeah i'm gonna buy a house he said no fuck that shiny (laughs) magic my favorite thing in the entire world too is he was just like on a channel fireball video he's like i finally did it i finally bought four running six online and i'm sitting there just like dog you literally just won the most money ever and you're just like oh maybe i don't i don't know i'd have to save up a little bit for these running sixes online <laughs> how much do you think uh he lost in that in like taxes oh i, I an ass well he won it in america to be lit he is an italian citizen yeah and they're gonna fuck him up on so do you think america's taxes. taking some taxes and italy's taking taxes um, no, probably just where he got the you money think just, from. Yeah. That's my assumption. I obviously don't fucking know. Yeah, I honestly know. have no idea. Any, anybody, any tax fucking lawyers out there, come, come on Twitter and uh, correct us. Yeah. Because <coughs> I don't know. That's my assumption. But just the thought of fucking Mangu just being like, gotta pinch his pennies to afford these random sixes online after. Yeah, motherfucker. After like less than a year prior winning the largest lump sum of money anybody's ever won from a magic event. It's a boss-ass move. Gotta fucking love the Italian Stallion. Greatest Magic player of all time. Should have been in the Hall of Fame last year, but this year he's going to get his just deserves. Just desserts. No, deserves. Because that's what the Gooch deserves. So fucking thanks, Roy, for sending us off on that fucking shit show of a conversation. Son of a bitch. He did, too. All right, what's next on our agenda? Um, Let's talk about something that is... uh, a little bit closer to home for us. The let's talk about the the ban and restricted announcements coming up on August twenty sixth. <laughs> what are your predictions? Hogak. Okay, let's start. It's standard. Standard. Any predictions for standard? Don't fucking know. Don't fucking care. <laughs> no changes. Okay, cool. Yeah, same here. A modern. What are you thinking? Hogak. Yeah, I think Hogak's a necessity. It has to go. Bye, bitch. I think that might be all they fucking hit too. In modern. Yeah. What do you think the chances of them bringing back anything is? Slim to none. Yeah. Unless I'm... they bring back Bridge. Do you think they'd do that? Yeah, because it's not nearly as broken. Because that's also a fucking new level of, like, awareness from Wizards that we've never seen before, where they would realize that, like, oops, we did something wrong, and then they just bring back the motherfucker that they banned. For, that, for took a, the, took that took the, the bullet for Hogan. I don't think old, but... No, that would be a level of awareness that I don't think Wizards currently possesses or ever will possess. Yeah. Wishful thing. You don't think that there's going to be any other unbannings, though? You don't think we're going to see, like, maybe a Stoneforge Mystic unbanning or something? I do not. Yeah, I don't think so either. 
I don't think that's going to get unbanned for a long time, if ever. Well, I don't know if a long time is correct or not, but I do think that it's not going to get unbanned or anything is going to get unbanned, for that matter. Uh, just for the simple fact that this banning is going to be to correct a mistake. They're not going to correct a mistake while also trying to open up other avenues. They need to answer the one problem, not worry about anything else, and then three months from now, come back and address it. If something else needs shaken up, they'll do it at that point. It's not going to be done now. Yeah, they'll they'll ban one thing, see how the metagame shifts, and then go yep. from there. Yeah, so Hogak is, is gone. Long live Hogak. That fucking motherfucker. Gotta hate that card. All right, let's move on to uh, League SE. What do you think about Legacy? I don't think anything will get touched in Legacy. Nothing's really broken from as far as I know, at least. Um, yeah, I don't see. There's been some waves with uh, the Foundry. Yeah, I mean, Bomberman it does have Foundry, and that card is, like, insane in that deck. But that deck is still also super easy to interrupt, so... Like oh, that yeah. deck so that's, just that's loses the one the thing that's seen that's made some waves, not even like, oh, this is clearly the best deck. Everyone go play this. I mean, arguably one of the best cards in Legacy right now is Red Insect. But uh, I don't know. Because it just it's it's enabling a lot of like four color decks and stuff like that. But it's doing it in a way that I don't think is powerful enough to ban, at least quite yet. Yeah, it's not Death Rite Shaman that does nine things. Exactly. It's not very Death efficiently Shaman. while shutting other decks like off. Exactly. Like it is a well. I mean, it does shut other decks off, but it's death and taxes. Not to the point of <laughs> death rate. Shaman did. Death rate. Yeah, Shaman yeah. was ramp, a kill condition, a stabilizer. Mana fixing was the big thing for a Shaman one. Yeah. Well, mana ramp fixing. It's synonymous with that card, yeah. I guess. The fucking that was the big thing back when like check pile was the deck. Oh yeah, you just literally played the best cards and yeah, you said, just got to play multiple Colligans commands and you're fucking like Brock deck and I'm just like oh okay cool like I would be able to just normally be able to deal with this stuff uh but the fact that you just get to play Colligan's command for literally zero cost to your deck is a totally fucking blowout city for death and taxes that's why that deck was so hard to play again yeah I concur but that's kind of the same thing fucking Renin Six is doing nah not to the extent not again so, not to the extent but it is doing that same thing and then allowing like these like four color pile decks to really fucking flourish but yeah, I, again, I don't think I don't think anything is going to get changed in Legacy. Uh, Death and Taxes is not particularly good right now, but eh, hopefully by October we'll have we'll figure something out. You think so, though? I mean, if we don't, I'm still going to fucking play the deck. So <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, does it really matter? Nope. <clears throat> well, what is it? Late September? Um, I, I'm going to run it in fucking Syracuse anyway. So fuck them. Mid September, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, win or lose, Death and Taxes is still going to fucking be coming to the table. Shocker. Now, here's another one that I we were talking about that um, all of our viewers are going to tune out for. Uh, vintage. There's a lot of shit restricted. Vintage is in a bad way right now, I think. Let's, for starters, Karn, and then probably Foundry as well. Uh, Pyrexian Revoker. Uh, I could see Misstep. You think Revoker's good enough? Um, I wasn't on the train until I was listening to Rich Shea talk about it, and it literally does. It's like the one lock piece left that is kind of ridiculous in the deck's game plan. Sure, because it just shuts off like exactly what your opponent needs to do. Yeah, it shuts off moxes. It's the big thing and yeah, some other shenanigans. That makes um, sense. I could see PO, but PO took is like not very popular currently. Well, isn't like one of the most popular decks in the format right now, Bug? Yes, Bug is probably the most popular. Like that just 
that's so weird to me that that seems like such a fair deck and a fair deck being at the top of the meta is usually a sign for a healthy one but it's just not the case right now no definitely not the case it's just so strange to me right it is no it's definitely weird you're not wrong it's fair but in an unfair way if that sure. makes sense sure i mean i kind of get what you're saying but i mean could you elaborate on that like make it make more sense to other people it's so disruptive it really is so disruptive. It doesn't really matter how you win. It has a bunch of free spells. It has card advantage. And then it just wins with whatever. It can win with Deathrite Shamans. It can win with however it really chooses. The big one is Tarmogoyf is generally the big one. Just because it's a big dumb idiot that hits pretty hard. Yeah, Tarmogoyf will smack you around. Yeah, and not think twice about it. Make you look like a silly bitch. Yeah, and I mean, that deck gets to play Leobold. Yeah, Le- Leovold's one of those cards that... It's so just absolutely backbreaking. Yeah, it it shuts you off from coming back, if that may... Like, you can't draw a bunch of cards to get back in the game. Yeah, if you immediately fucking... Like, if you immediately answer a Leovold, Leovold doesn't do anything but cantrips for your opponent. But if you don't answer a Leovold, you're dead on board. The other thing is people have misconception of Vintage where you win or lose turn one. No, sometimes that's a case. It is a very fucking grindy ass format because everyone has all these awesome spells and there's counter spells. Well, there's force of will. There's misstep. You get a bunch of free counters and then you get like cantrips, but cantrips get shut off by Leobold and Narset and Narset. Narset's not uh, currently the best. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's not fucking Karn good. No. I just think uh, something needs to happen. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, picks on what do you think is going to be the 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 plug pulled? Karn to start. Think you're going to restrict Karn? I think so. I hope so. Okay. And maybe Foundry because that card's bonkers. Ooh. You think they're going to do that that early? Yeah. Huh. Because you typically will draw five or six cards. Somebody call Frank. Yeah, we need Frank's fucking wizardness. We should just have, we need to get Frank's number and have him one speed now. We've called yeah. him out like six times in this fucking episode. Hey, what's the fucking odds of this? And he would just know it off the top of his head. He'd be like, oh, yeah, he doesn't even idiots. be like, hold on, let me get my calculator out. Oh, wait, my brain is a calculator. Seven. About to say he is the fucking calculator. Fucking walking, talking calculator. How dare you question him? Oh, I wasn't questioning him. You thought about it. No. If anything, he would fucking, even if I thought about it, he'd be like, mm, the percentage of you thinking about this was... Fucking 6.875%. It's a lot of percent. All right, Frank, you dick. But yeah, fucking, I, th- I think Foundry is a little too early. I think Karn is probably a good bet. Yeah, I think so too, just because you just fucking win. Foundry's really good, though. Like, I think you're underestimating Foundry. Oh, no, I'm not under, I don't think I'm underestimating because I know that card is fucking insane. I just think it, because it is still out and like so new, I think that we're going to be reluctant to restrict it. That's not the same in Vintage. When shit's going haywire in Vintage, they're like, no. Yeah, but it's also Wizards still. True. I could see something from uh, Dredge, but I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to it. Do you think Bazaar is good enough, Is at the point where it needs to be restricted? No, I don't think they'll ever ban. Or, re- yeah, not ban, uh, restrict. Bazaar restrict back that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I guess we'll see. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah, so uh, all of the 13 people out there that play Vintage, you guys might have a shake-up come August 26th. You might not. Who knows? Also, speaking of Vintage, I want to give a quick shout-out to Greg Illig. Yeah, taking down the 
the Mr. Nice Guys. Uh, the qualifier, yeah. The with, Vintage Championship uh, qualifier. With fucking Dredge. With Dredge. Classic fucking Dredge. So he earned himself a buy at uh, Vintage Champs in Pittsburgh this year. Yeah. So He's good been making him. moves. He bought bazaars, and I think he has two or three shops now that he has just been going ham, picking stuff up. Well, if that motherfucker wants to let me borrow shops for uh, uh, Eternal Weekend. He is letting... Uh, Jeff. Jeff borrow the shops, yeah. Well, if he has another deck. <laughs> he does, Dredge. I mean, outside of Dredge. He's playing Dredge. I think he's lending out most of his other power. If you well, want to play in... Oh, no, I'm playing in Vintage Champs this year. Ha, I was going to say, you can borrow mine. No, and I was dog. like, nope, can't do I'm gonna that. Be, I'm going to be fucking slamming side events, and I'm going to be talking to fucking... I'll be talking to fans on on that day, on Friday. I'm not going to be doing that. No, I want every person in the East Coast who's a big fan of Fetch and Shock. Or, so I don't even say big people. fan. Yeah, I would say, because if I said big fan, it'd be like you and me, which will already be there. I'm not even that much of a fan. Yeah, more just a participant than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Forced always reluctantly, like, hey, you want to record? I'm like, <sighs> God damn it, yes. Fine, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> But yeah, fucking fetch the chalk people. Uh, come to Eternal Weekend, and we will go, and we're, we'll hit the bars. Uh, we'll get sauced up. Uh, we'll play Magic the Gathering together. Uh, we'll do non-Magic the Gathering related things together. Um, it'll be a good time because that is by far my favorite weekend. It's a fun ass year or time of the year. Plus, I love it. Also, cool part Halloween. about this year, it's fucking uh, Halloween weekend. How many people you think are coming in fucking costumes? Um, I know at least one. Is it you? Me. You're going as a nerd? <laughs> no, I'm going to fucking think of a good-ass costume. I'm going to fucking cosplay something good. I'm going to go as Lotus Petal, and I'm just going to get one fucking flower, like, tulip, and put it over my dick, and then go in. Just butt-ass naked besides yeah. that? <laughs> Fuck, I can... I'll get behind that. That's funny. <laughs> They might be like, sir, you got to get the fuck out. I'm Lotus Petal. It was the playmat from last year, goddammit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Last year was uh, Chaos Orb. Or, it was Chaos Orb yeah, Blood Moon. Yeah, Chaos Orb. I don't give a shit about Blood Moon. Watch your goddamn mouth. But also, speaking of events that people go to and have fun and not play Magic, uh, an event that we were originally planning on going to is going on this weekend. But unfortunately, uh, because of Matt getting a job, and me losing a tooth, uh, we could not attend. Yeah, the Vegas. That's GP motherfucking Vegas this year, baby. GP mofo Vegas. And, like, that's the that's a really crazy GP for, for me to consider. Because ever since I was, like, just starting to get, like, really into magic, like, GP Vegas was always this thing that was so alluring. A lot of shit goes on there. Yeah, fuck yeah. What was it? GP Vegas 2015. Uh, Vorthos Mike did the first... Uh, magic art show pretty boss ass move if you ask me yeah i mean vorthos mike is the literal godfather of fucking art in the magic the gathering community and that fucking art show was so goddamn cool and actually <coughs> shout out to vorthos mike uh for the thousandth time this podcast yeah i mean because how could you not love the dude he's the best if you're not fucking following vorthos mike go follow vorthos mike assholes but he actually asked a question last week and we passed it up how dare you sir I'm sorry. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but uh, he asked, where should the next art show be? What city should the next MTG art show be? And I was like, oh, fuck. It has Pittsburgh. to be. I mean, I would. I my fucking heart says Pittsburgh because that's like my back door. And I would I would I would take off like an entire week of work to 
prep for that and try to get everything ready to make it like as good as we possibly could. But my heart says Pittsburgh. My brain says, yeah, it should just be an East Coast one. Why? Because I haven't what's done your... an East Coast one yet. Oh, I was like, well, what's your thought process there? They One, they haven't done an East Coast one. Two, there are some fucking heavy hitters on the East Coast as far as art goes that I think like... would like be able to showcase like great art. Like fucking uh, uh, Chris Moeller, guy who did uh, Umazawa's Jete, the new lightning bolt, all that stuff. Oh, some like legit art. Yeah, you know where he's from? No. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. No shit. Yep. Fuck and Ryan fucking Pancoast, East Coast guy. He's from Rhode Island. Like the North Northeast has fucking heavy hitters as far as magic art goes. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, if we, w- I mean, we probably want to do an America one, right? Probably. Like, because I was gonna say Toronto, because we were just talking about Toronto. That'd be a cool place to do a magic art show. You'd have to do it in the summer. Yeah, but also fucking if they did the GP Niagara Falls on a weekend that didn't suck for everybody, I feel like that GP would have been so much more well attended. Was it what side of Niagara Falls was it on? It was on the American side, but it was also Easter weekend. That seems shitty. Yeah, and it was the only legacy GP of the year. Thank you, Wizard. Well, they really, I'm assuming they don't make a shit ton of money on legacy GPs in comparison to other shit. Well, if they want to make any amount of money on a legacy GP, they probably shouldn't do it on the weekend where people who are playing legacy are probably people with fucking family and kids. Don't do it on the weekend that people would rather be with their family and kids than playing fucking Magic the Gathering. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, do a fucking standard GP that weekend because all these fucking college kids that are like, oh, mom, I can't go home because I'm stuck at school. And then they just go to a fucking GP. You forgot that they would have to ask their parents for money, most likely. Oh, mom, I'm uh, also I need more ramen noodles. I need uh, $200 put into my bank account. Hey, you talk shit on ramen noodles. <laughs> We're going to have some fucking beef. <laughs> beef flavored? Beef flavored ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, Not I, even I, joking. I, like I lived on East that Coast shit in Joe. college. What's that? Said, not even joking, I lived in the, on that shit in college. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Yeah, that was like we mainlined that shit. It was super fucking cheap. Yeah, and my body just ran off sodium. So like, yeah, fucking sign me up with those fucking packets of just literal salt. Oh yeah, that's all it is. A thousand percent. I mean, I'm down with it. Fuck it. My bo- I mean, I was, what, I was like 21 years old. My body was indestructible. It's a bold I, claim. I could have literally eaten fucking stone and lava. And my body would be like, okay, dude, like, we're fine. Yeah, fair enough. Like, at that point, I didn't get hangovers. Like, I, nothing bad happened to me. Yeah, I remember the first hangover I had. God damn, that thing's miserable. Yeah. I you used to be able to stop drinking at, like, 4 a.m., get up at 6 to go to work. And you'd be A-OK. Yeah. I remember one of my fucking first hangovers, because <laughs> this is actually a great fucking story. We're supposed to be talking about GP Vegas, but who gives a fuck at this point? <laughs> but one of my first hangovers that I remember was actually one of my fucking close friends' 21st fucking birthday parties. Oh, yeah, those are rough. Yeah, but his fucking day was significantly more rough than mine. Yeah, that checks out. So we started drinking, like, probably, like, 8 o'clock. And we were at, like, his apartment. We were doing shots and stuff. And we were all getting pretty well toasted. We went to the local bar and we're drinking. Uh, We went outside because uh, one of our friends was out there just, like, dicking around. We went outside and I was standing there talking to him and uh, my buddy turns around and starts walking away. He's like, hey, I'm going back into the bar. I'm like, "Okay, dog, go ahead. Uh, And he turns around, walks away 
And like three seconds later, I hear the loudest fucking thud on the fucking concrete I've ever heard in my entire life. I turn around. Homeboy is laying face down in the center of just fucking skull, skull on concrete. And I fucking I walked over to him, picked him up and he looks at me. He's like, hey, dude, what's up? And his nose is straight up fucking like 45 degrees and he's pouring fucking blood out of his face. Like, very clearly broken nose. Oh, that's a rough fucking um, hangover. Oh, great. Actually, this fucking, this story has a magic ending, too. So, fucking, <laughs> it, it does relate to the podcast and the fact that it does have magic gathering in it. Um, he lived, like, three blocks away from the bar. Uh, so, me and another buddy, uh, Austin, friend of the podcast. Also, this is Mikey, friend of the podcast. <laughs> so, if he's listening to this, Mikey, this is how your night went. <laughs> Just so in case you need reminded. Yeah. Because you so probably see- don't remember. We scooped his ass up, took him back to his house, and uh, we carried him up to the steps, up his steps, put him into his bed, and we're like, okay, mission accomplished, let's go home. Uh, <laughs> we're walking down the steps of the apartment that he lived in, and Austin looks down and sees this light in the snow, because it was like January, January 25th, I think, uh, and there's this light in the snow. Austin bends down, picks it up, and it's fucking Mikey's phone. Oh, Jesus. So... We fucking wipe it off, put it in our pockets, walk back to my place. Um, and we're all, fu- we're both just like very drunk. And I fucking found an old uh, pre-release box. It was actually a pre-release from Theros and <coughs> took his phone, put it in a pre-release box and wrapped it in fucking wrapping paper and wrote on it, big happy birthday, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And we're like, okay, we went to bed. Well, let's go to bed. We went to bed, woke up in the morning, went to fucking Mikey's place, fucking walked in. He's still passed out, um, laying in his bed, covering in his own piss because he peed, he pissed himself. It's a great birthday party. Yeah, fuck yeah. And we so we were like, OK, dickhead, wake up. He wakes up and he's just like, what happened? I'm like, you did bad last night. And he's like, OK, cool. Uh, and we're like, oh, but on, on a brighter note, here's your birthday present. And he's like, oh, you guys shouldn't have. And he's all excited, opens up the fucking thing. And is digging through is all stoked. He's like, Oh, you guys got me magic cards. That's so, so nice. And we're just like, yep, we are really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Appeals back the paper, opens it, sees that it's his phone. And we're just like, Hey dude, you lost your phone last night. We heard you need a new one. So you got you a new yeah. one. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. <laughs> That's actually really funny. Yeah, that was, and I, I, that was one of the first nights that I remember waking up with a hangover and being like, fuck, I don't want to get up and move. But also, I have a mission to accomplish today. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's where persistence fucking won the day. Seeing someone else's misery makes you feel better. Yeah, I mean, it always does. His nose was way broken. too. <laughs> I'm sure if he <laughs> fucking smashed it off concrete. I want to say I still have a picture from that night. It's golden. Oh, I'm sure that's fucking the funniest thing ever. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so GP Vegas. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to magic, I guess. I don't know, fucking Vegas kind of seems like it's getting worse and worse each year. Never been, so I, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, neither have I, but me living vicariously through Twitter and other avenues, it seems like it started out in like 2013 with like Modern Masters 1. And like there were a bunch of fucking like community houses, like people were going there and getting real fucked up. And then 2015 uh, was kind of the same thing. But there was the art show and shit and like fucking just awesome stuff. And it just seems like that is becoming less and less a thing. I think people are forgetting that GP Vegas is actually not a GP. 
It's a place for community members to go and get weird. <laughs> just get fucking weird with it. Yeah. Like, you don't go and you're just, like, sit down and you're just like, oh, well, uh, I think we should all draft um, M20. I think that'd be great if we got a booster box of M20 and drafted it. No. You go there, you get cheap booze, and you gamble, and then you just fucking party. Yeah, play Magic. Yes. Like, uh, <laughs> Magic the Gathering, sure. In the game, that that's the order in which it goes. But in Vegas, you just you switch that order. It's the gathering comes first, and then maybe magic later. Yeah, mix it up a bit. Yeah, you gotta go fucking get weird with people, and then maybe at some point, like somebody has a cube, and you get together and you fucking cube. Maybe I don't know. It just doesn't. It feels like it's lost its luster. Why do you think that is? You think people just want to actually care about fucking think- magic instead of the gathering aspect of it? That could be it. I think partially because the groups that I am really stoked about uh, are not no longer were at least at some point really stoked about are not really participating in Vegas anymore. Okay, that makes sense. Like it used to be the fucking heavy meta crew and like the brainstorm brewery crew used to go and just get fucking wild together. Just get lit. Yes, I'd be down with that part of it. But as far as like, yeah, hell yeah, that's what all that's what like we would do. And if you and me went, we would be getting all of the two people that listen to the fucking podcast and you and me and those two fucking people and like other community members that I know or that, you know, uh, we'd just be going and getting fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Like this year, uh, one of my fucking homies and uh, somebody that everybody should go fucking hang out with. And also somebody who we need to get as a guest on here soon. Who that? Ristic Studies. Magic Man Sam. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, he's he's going to Vegas uh, this year, but fucking he's like, I don't even want to play magic. I just want to go get fucking lit. Yeah, he's like, I just want to hang out by pools and just like hang out with people that are cool. I'm like, yeah, fucking Christ. Yeah, maybe go play magic. Yeah, because me and him were fucking BSing on Twitter earlier. Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, who's uh, who's going and who's who am I hanging out with in Vegas? And he specifically said in the tweet, I don't really want to play magic. So just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the one magic I would be downplaying is boost. Yeah, fuck yeah, boost cubes always. That's not real magic though. That's a drinking game that just disguises magic. Yeah, <laughs> cheeky, cheeky bitch. Yeah, but fucking uh, other uh, close close internet buddy uh, Ken at Loader on he he's actually edits like all of the best podcasts in magic. Like he edits he edits like the EDH rec podcast and all this stuff. But yeah, at Loader Ken, big fan of him. Also skateboarder. So shout out to him. Uh, but he was just like, he's like, oh, yeah, t- fucking uh, Tyler's not coming because uh, his tooth is fucked up, but he's going to be around. And I'm just like, God damn it. All I want to do is fucking get together with these fucking two people and just bullshit about things that have nothing to do with magic that I met through the magic community. Like, that's all that I want to do. And that is the essentially the spirit of GP Vegas. Do we just want to plan for GP Vegas next year? If they have it next year, it's usually an every other year thing. Oh, really? You know what we should do? Make our own GP Vegas. Yeah. Oh, I was being sarcastic. No, but seriously. Maybe just not go. Vegas. Let's just do another city that's like worth going to. Just hang out. Everyone get some fucking hotels. and. Yeah, just a GP that everybody just does not care about magic and just gets together and just cools it the entire time. I'm in. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, the fucking uh, the Goblin Lore guys did that with... Uh, gp minneapolis well they're that's where they're from because that's where they're based out of yeah yeah so like everybody went to fucking uh hobbs place 
and they all like barbecued and fucking played commander and shit. Like that is so sick. I would have loved to go into that. We could do that. I'd be down with that. That sounds super fun. Fuck yeah. We're just gonna do GP California, Pennsylvania. No, pass. And we'll do listen, it's literally free lodging for everybody. I'll just clear out an entire building and everybody just comes and fucking just parties. Yeah, okay. not a bad not a bad call. I can dig it. All right, twenty twenty. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your 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 wife, your mistress. Or both. So they both know. Your widow. Everybody. Tell them, hey, uh, sorry, sorry person that I care about. Can't do this thing this weekend because uh, Magic. uh G- GP fetch and shock. Is yeah, GP fetch and shock. And I have to go get drunk and make questionable Terrible choices. Decisions. Yeah. Real questionable decisions. Yeah, fucking gross. So, yeah, GP Vegas. <laughs> no, fuck that. GP kill, kill you. GP fetch and shock. We're doing it. Don't worry. We're planning it right now. If you'd be into GP Fetch and Shock, uh, let us know on Twitter. And I don't we care will, if anyone else is. I'm going. We will accommodate. Yo, what if GP Fetch and Shock is literally just you and me just getting fucked up in a hotel room playing Booze Cube by ourselves? <laughs> Worth it. Just passing packs back and forth between the two of us. That's <laughs> <laughs> when we can do the commander, <coughs> commander decks. That would be great. Fucking... All right, dude. Well... <laughs> I think we've done uh, an appropriate amount of uh, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. We've really ran this one into the fucking dirt. That's cool, man. I don't care. Oh my God. No, it was perfect. (laughs) I thought it was great. Let's move into uh, something a little bit more familiar as if the fucking us going off on tangents isn't familiar enough. That's the most familiar of things. You're right. But the second most familiar of things is us playing our game. And uh, that game is accumulated knowledge. (laughs) I've been studying. Have you been? I didn't think so. Because <laughs> you don't need to, because you're, you're a fucking savant. Yes, correct. But uh, for those a of you plus. who don't know what accumulated knowledge is, it is the game that we play uh, every single week. And it is a game where one of us asks the other a, the name of a magical card that is generated randomly from the website Scryfall. The other person has to give the mana cost of the card. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, uh, they disappoint their entire family, and uh, they have to live with that for have, the remainder to, of their days. They have to walk with the shame for a week. Yep, for at least a week. Oh, actually, two weeks. Two weeks, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so you have to live with the shame for two weeks. <laughs> well, I don't. I like how now we just fucking we work it out this math now. Math is for blockers. <laughs> You're right. Math is for blockers. Uh, so uh, this week I will be asking Matt the card names. He has to get four out of five and he gets three hints. Matt, are you ready? Si, senora. Your first one is uh, Draga Warcaller. Warcaller. This is a good one. Draga. I don't think that's a card. Draga? Draga. If you need me to spell it for you, I can't. Does that count as a hint? Because I think I think I... I think no, I, I, I will spell out the name for you if that helps. Yeah. If it's like a I, weird word. I don't think that counts as a hint. Yeah, it's give me. J-O-R-A-G-A. Oh, Joraga. It's one green. Yeah, Draga. Joraga. It's one green. I think you're over-enunciating, but also, yes, it's one green. Yeah, it's an elf, bro. You can't fucking catch me on an elf. Listen, I'm not trying to catch you. It's the fucking, it's the gods. The the random Scryfall gods. You're trying to catch me, Scryfall gods. It ain't gonna fucking <laughs> But yeah. Uh, Draga Warcaller is indeed one green. It is a creature elf warrior, and it has multi-kicker for one and a green. Hold on. Do I get fence if I get the fucking text? I mean, you get 
uh, bonus points as far as like pride. Yeah, intrinsically. So yeah, the multi kicker yeah. multi kicker puts a counter on it for each time you multi or you kicked it. Yeah, sure. And then uh, elves get plus one plus one for each counter on it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. So for three mana, it comes in as a two two, and each other elf gets a plus one. Yep. 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 That's a good one. I I knew you were gonna get that too because elves. Yeah, elves. Hashtag elves. Hashtag elves. That seems like a tribe that you'd be in. I love elves, but I never play them anywhere. Okay, so the next one. Are you ready for the next one? See. Oh, I don't know if you'll get this. It the card is Wanderbrine Root Cutter. It's blue card. I'm pretty sure. It's a card. I can guarantee you that. Do I want to waste a hint? The artist, uh, are is a absolute classic magic artist. Wanderbrine. Wanderbrine or the. Fuck, I know the set. It's like the little weird bird head thing. I just, I, I am just, expect, I'm just fixated on the artist at this point because I, the artist does uh, Bloom Tender and Bloom Tender is like one of my favorite arts. Wanderbrine. I'm pretty sure it's fucking blue. I mean, Root it's some cutters. Holy shit. The artist also does a Gataxian Probe and a Grim Monolith. Well, that doesn't fucking help me at all. Well, yeah, but I'm just trying to. Oh, and Lotus Cobra. See, the one that I knew off the top of my head was fucking Bloom Tender, but the other ones are were lost to me. I'm going to go three and a blue. Three and a blue. Yeah, you're way wrong. It's two and uh, two blue D- a Demir hybrid. It's from uh, Shadowmoor. What's, read it to me. What's it? So it is a uh, it's a creature merfolk rogue and Wonderbrine Rootcutter can't be blocked by green creature. Rootcutters. Makes sense. Yep. And it is a three Sneaky three. Fuck. And Chippy. Is the fucking artist. Chippy. It is blue, so I wasn't wrong wrong. No, you weren't wrong wrong. But also, Chippy did do Bloom Tender, and that is, again, one of my favorites. It's a... All right, bitch, give me number number three. Bloom Tender, man. Oh, the next card is actually Bloom Tender. It's not. That was a joke. I would fucking got that one. Two and a red. No, incorrect. It's one and a green, I know. Oh, look at you trying to pull the fucking... You got real excited. You're like, no, no. What's the next card, bitch? Fucking... The next card is oh geez, well Mindstone. Mindstone. Oh fuck mm, off. I'm gonna guess two. Yeah, it's two. You got it. Yeah, fucking congratulations. You got a slow pitch. It adds. Well, That's colors, not even mana. a slow pitch. That's a t-ball. I can then pay one, tap it, sack it, and, and draw, draw a card. Yeah, you nailed it. Fucking congrats. I should I should make you fucking get this next one be- just because of how easy that one was. Blood Hill Bastion. That sounds like a fucking land. Does it? Is this actually one of mine? No, it's not. Okay. Is it a land? No. <laughs> it's actually a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, fucking, uh, what are they called? Uh, planes from Plane Chase. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would have never got that. Yeah. Okay. But your real card is, uh, Waker of the Wild. Waker of the Wilds. This is, uh, oh, oh, I know this. Uh, in the tournament year this year, this was like ninth pick. Oh, shit. Uh, it's a merfolk. Is it now? And it's literally unfucking beatable if you don't remove it. Is it? Yeah. Oh shit. Is it? I'm gonna use one of my hints. What what hint would you like? Uh the what does it do? Sure. So for X green green, you put X plus one plus one counters on target land you control. Oh that two. land becomes a zero zero elemental creature with haste. It is still a land. It's two green green. Yes, it is. Yeah, this card's Ixalan fucking bonkers. Yeah, yeah, that card is literally unbeatable in Exxon Limited. Yep. Yeah. You nailed it. Well done. I knew it was something like that. Alrighty. Are you ready for your next one? Yes, sir. Is this the last one? Um, no. I think you have one more. Got the first one. 
missed a second, got Mindstone this. Yeah, this is my last one. Oh, yeah, I forgot Mindstone was one of them. Yeah, I'm fucking Mindstone. <laughs> I got two hints, boy. Of course it was. Well, this one's kind of an awkward one. I got two hints. You do have two hints. But this one's a good one. I think, okay, this one I think maybe makes up for the Mindstone. Uh-oh. Scoria Worm. Scoria Worm. Yeah, this one is a... I, there's li- literally no way in fuck I would ever get it. I'm guessing it's a worm. Uh, I, I think in some circles it would be referred to as a worm, yes. I think I'm going to have to use two, and I still might miss this fucker. Yeah, this one's like a good one. Give me uh, the text. The flavor text or the real text? The actual. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. Oh. If, if you lose the flip... Return Scoria Worm to its owner's hand. Hmm. It's red or blue, I'm guessing, because that's most of the that type of the stuff. Flip cards, yes, are red and blue. Oh, uh, I guess colorless, but yeah, red, blue, colorless. Okay, for my last hint, I want the converted mana cost. No, you can't get oh, mana cost. I thought I was going to get you. That's not how it works, you motherfucker. So it's a creature. I will give you the name, though. It's Scoria Worm. Oh, oh. <laughs> Six green and two red. Ooh. It, no, that's that's not my actual. Game. This fucking Viciano Sandstalker style card. Only it adds the. Give me the power toughness. Seven seven. Seven seven. It is a seven seven. Okay, so I'm gonna need a mana cost of this bad boy. Fuck! Oh shit! Five six five five six six. No, it's a seven seven. Doesn't matter. It has a chance to bounce to your hand. What do you got for me? Fucking five. Three, three red, red. Oh, you're so close. What is it? Oh, it's four and a red. Fucking Christ. (laughs) It is from Urza Saga in 10th edition. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what a ridiculous card. I'm surprised I got that. What a stupid bitch. Oh my God, what a shitty card. Yeah, that one's a shit bag. Yeah, that sucks. Fucking, would you say something in 10th edition? Yeah, 10th edition. 10th edition in Urza's Saga. Fucking Urza's Saga. Yeah, score a worm is four in a red for a creature worm. And at the beginning of your upkeep, flip a coin. If you lose a flip, return that bad boy to your hand. Late at night, Eulations echo from deep under Shiv. As the worms sing of times older than humanity. That one might actually got me fucking, did me better off than the actual text. The flavor text? Yeah, Shiv would have given me red. Oh, Shiv would have given you red, you're right. I mean, you kind of fucking, you kind of surmised that regardless. It's evil in modern, legacy, vintage, commander, penny dreadful, and dual commander. I'm going to make this card good again. (laughs) <laughs> let's be very honest if i opened a pack of urza saga back in the day you would have 100 slammed this fucking card. kidding me oh my god this has been your favorite card ever probably move over shivan dragon i got a seven seven you talk shit on shivan dragon one more time no, no i wasn't talking you. shit on shivan dragon i'm just saying a child me would have saw the seven seven been like shivan dragon's a piece of shit you watch your mouth all right maybe someday all right motherfucker you lose i win yep oh it feels so good want to hear it Actually, we're just trading victories from last week to this week, so I'm cool with it. And Corey is still the fucking undefeated champion. He is, champ. 100%. And if anything, this loss by you is just solidifying that. I don't think he could compete. Corey, I'm calling you out, pussy. Oh, I love it! Come at me, nerd. I would love to see him just come back on and just fucking... Just kill it. Absolutely just rub your dick in the dirt. 
No fucking hints. Just nail everything in like seven seconds. Yeah, that's basically what he fucking did before. Yeah, he cheated somehow. I don't know how. I can't prove it. He did it. <laughs> so I guess since I, you lose and I win. Yeah, you get your fucking shout out. Shout out. Uh, my shout out this week is uh, is a member, is a community member that I think we both thoroughly enjoy. Who that? Mr. Ryan Overturf. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Overturf. He's at Ryan Overdrive on Twitter. And he is a uh, commentator um, on the SEG tour. And if you are interested in Magic Online at all, he actually has his personal cube going live on Magic Online uh, this month. I believe the 28th it goes live. And it's up for an entire week. It's kind of a baller move. Yeah. You know what his cube is, too? You didn't hear anything about this, did you? No. It's Grixis Cube. What? No green or white card. That's actually kind of fucking awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, his Grixis Cube is going live uh, on the 28th, and it will be up for a week for everybody to jump in and draft it. Um, From what I've heard, it's pretty fucking. Sounds cool. Yeah. And I heard I saw an announcement about that, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, Ryan, that is so sick. I'm so happy for him because I've heard him talk about it before. And I was like, oh, that seems kind of sweet. I mean, it's not up my alley because I'm deep down Selesnia and Bant. So, like, that's going against literally everything I stand for. But it's definitely different. I can dig it. And apparently it's like it's it's got like a lot of artifact synergies in it, too. So, like, you can do like monocolored with a heavy artifact or you can do like there's enough for monocolor decks. There's enough for uh, two color decks, both in like. Demir and Rakdos and is it and then you could also have enough fixing to do a three color deck really easily that's actually really cool and like the cool part about the a cube like that is you just have to pick the best card in the pack because yeah. you're going to be able to play it 100% of the time or you have to kind of lean in towards like one of those synergies yeah but if you just pick if you pick the best card in the pack as like your pack one pick one, you don't have to worry about like things falling apart and you going in a completely other color dick like direction the rest of the draft because you only have three colors. No, definitely. Yeah, fuck yeah. So that's really cool. And shout out to fucking Ryan for first of all making the cube and second of all being a, a cool enough community member to get that onto Magic Online. I'm really excited to draft that. Yeah, that seems really fucking neat. Yeah, I'm a slut for cube, and uh, any unique cube is something I will 100% dry out. Well, it just seems, it's different, but really cool. Yeah, it's different, but not different to the point where I'm just like, oh, this is a stretch. But I guess we'll see when we get to play it. I'm in on it. I like it. Yeah, we're going to try it out. I mean, I'm sure when it comes out, we'll have words to say about it on the podcast. So if you guys are interested in hearing about it, you'll have to wait a little bit. But we will say some bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fucking crap. Sounds about right. All right, Matt. Well... That's another one in the books. Yeah, we still are doing this, huh? Yeah, it turns out. Actually, I'm done. No, you're giving up. Wait, hold on. I have to plug us. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, If any of you fucking dweebs want to follow us on Twitter, it is at fetch underscore shock. If you want to follow me, Tyler, on Twitter, it is at basiclandbin. And if you want to follow Matt on Twitter, it is at itsbop. Oh, hey, I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Hold on. Fucking wait one second, please, sir. Are you stealing a shout out from me, motherfucker? Yeah, you stole my shout out last week because I was driving. Oh, that's right. No, you took the shout out anyway, so fuck off. Ouch. Uh, Whack Lotus. Yeah. On Twitter, they're a new podcast. Pretty. Yeah, fuck yeah. Go check them out. 
Give, yeah, I've been to that. motherfuckers some followers. Yeah, they're from fucking Portland, which is a decent town, I guess. No, it's a terrible town. It's full of fucking... Hipsters. Hipster scum. I bet yeah. these fucking guys doing that podcast actually have the worst fucking haircut. Probably. Like, collectively, they have the worst haircut in the That's possible. Yeah, easily. Yeah, but go listen to them. They're so if you're funny. a fan of bad haircuts, listen to them. And People if you're a fan of magic shitty magic content... Shit. Yeah. yeah, actually, good shout out. I appreciate it. Yeah, because yeah, I listened to their first episode. I was like, ooh. Okay, I see what the, I see what this is all about. Well, I only know of them because of you. Oh, I me? saw you talking to them or something, and I was like, "Fuck are these nerds?" Yeah, they followed the fucking they followed the podcast, and then they followed me. I was like, "Oh, I might as well give them a try." They're new guys. And they have one episode out, but I remember when we just had one episode out, you know, a hundred years ago. And now look Literally at us, we're famous. Two months ago. <laughs> all right, my dude. Well. I guess we'll fucking, we will jump back in on this fucking next week. I'll be there. So will I. All right. Peace out, nerds. Peace. Peace.